0: Hello, and welcome back to Control-Alt-Delete. This is Emma Gannon, and this is my podcast. Um, So I'm very excited about today's episode. It is with Will Young. Obviously, I know Will, and all of you listening will probably know Will Young from his pop idol success back in the noughties. I was a fan then, and I'm a fan now, but for a very different reason, because of his new podcast, which he started recently with his friend, Chris Sweeney, and it's called Homo Sapiens. You might have seen it on the iTunes charts. It's described by Chris and Will as two gay guys talking to people we think are interesting and they've been heavily inspired by Woman's Hour. So episode one of their podcast was actually released to coincide with the 50th anniversary of the start of decriminalisation of homosexuality in the UK and each weekly episode tackles a diverse mix of LGBTQ plus subjects. So this summer, Will has been performing at lots of festivals like Latitude, Wilderness, the BBC's I Feel Love concert and so many more. He's also been doing a series of talks about mental health. He was a guest judge on BBC One's Pitch Battle and also has an upcoming UK tour of the musical Cabaret and he was nominated for an Olivier Award. I saw loads of posters of Cabaret all over Edinburgh last week with Will's face on the poster and um, it looks amazing. So yes, there's loads, loads more I could say about Will Young, but I'm going to jump straight into the interview and I hope you enjoy it. Please subscribe to Will's podcast, Homo Sapiens on iTunes or on Acast or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Definitely listen to it. It's excellent. And this is one of my favourite episodes I've recorded, I think. So happy listening. And thanks again for subscribing and all your
1: support. Here it is.
0: So, welcome, Will Young, to my podcast.
1: Thank you. Welcome to my home.
0: Thank you for having me in your gorgeous home.
1: I like it. I really like it. I love this room.
0: There's a lot of personality as soon as you walk in. Is there? Yeah. It's just, you know, some houses are very welcoming as soon as you step in and you know that you'll be comfortable. Oh, I'm pleased I with didn't, that. I don't feel on edge in any way. Oh, good. Which yeah, is really nice.
1: to, I don't like houses which are like show homes.
0: No, no. Like Do you I, know what I, mean? I can touch the pillars. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, don't touch that Japanese. <laughs> You're like everything is a piece. Yeah. No, everything's. I love looking around. I'm looking around now at just everything. It's it's sort of a part of me. Yeah. You know, I've which collected. is what a home should be. I think so. I mean, people are different, aren't they? Mm. I, I couldn't have a modern place because it would not remain like that Mm. it would not remain clean and modern one of my favorite videos for a song called losing myself and it was it was meant to be very kind of it was me and four other guys and we all did the same movement so it was a very clean modern house beautiful and i just thought my god this must be hell
0: Mm.
1: hell to keep clean yeah Yeah. clinical clinical (laughs) like perfect for american psycho
0: yes not
1: sure about living no i have to get office. something
0: off my chest before we carry on which have is you stolen that you... my silver <laughs> <laughs> i've stolen everything yeah um no you were a bit of a local hero where i'm from growing up where are you from exeter no way yeah what are you from exeter yeah. city like my d- parents are, like born and bred
1: where where did you my do my dad is
0: um Near Pinho, I don't know if you'll know it. Pinho, of course, in Pinho. But it was just really funny because I think it's it's you and J.K. Rowling that anyone just loves to, you know, be very proud of. Actually,
1: that is really sweet because I I just had the best time there. I mean, I had tough times there, yet when I look back on it now, it's um, I think it was part of being a student. I think university is a really important time, you know, from like. Finishing A-levels 18, 18, 19 to 21, 22 Mm is a big... That's one of the big old ladders up, snake and ladders, you know?
0: You make a lot of mistakes and meet some strange people. And
1: learn and then thinking about what am I going to do with life. It's a lot to take in in three years whilst also Mm -hmm. drinking and spending your your student loads on things you shouldn't. It's so
0: true. Because I look back and think, oh, I didn't learn anything. And, you know, three years in the working world, loads happens. But looking back, I think I underestimated, like, the life stuff.
1: Oh, like, completely. The life stuff, invaluable. And I'm still friends with... You know the core friends that I had there. I'm still friends with. Mm, that's I went. Nice. I was down at some friends on, on yesterday. Yeah, because they moved moved house and, and came out. There's a pub opposite, and I came out about nine thirty the other night, um, walking the dogs, and all my friends were outside the pub. I was like, "Oh hi," <laughs> you know, <laughs> like and that. they knew I was working, and it's, so that's lovely. Yeah, and they're all from Exeter. Aww. well,
0: yeah. I'm so glad you said that. I mean, you know, you never know. But it sounds like you. Well, like some it.
1: people have awful times, don't they? At, yeah. At places, works, you know, school, whatever. Um, yeah. But no, it was an amazing time because that's when I—that's when I started singing as well. Mm. You know, that's that I didn't do that before, so I—I I did extra footlights, which I took so seriously. know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might as well Good thought work, I was ethic. putting on a Broadway show.
2: Well, Bloody funny. Oh.
0: I love that. So I'm really excited that you're on my podcast. I also am obsessed with podcasts and heard your one with Briony Gordon, which I loved. And when I saw that you had launched your own podcast, seriously, I was so excited. I think because I'd a- also had that taste of how you were with Briony and how honest you are. And
1: Was that was that what it was about the Briony one? I think, Was it the honesty?
0: Yeah. But, and I also think that's the joy of podcasts is... When you've seen someone so much in the media, it's a totally different format. It's like with Prince Harry, the mm. Prince Harry episode. Mm. It's, it's like people who maybe are spoken about, but actually you never really get to hear the true story. Yes. That's what it felt like. It felt yes. really, yes. really great.
1: Yes, yes, I can get that. Because the, the, the written pieces, they're never really going to be that personal. And it's like podcasts, hearing the person's voice... I don't know, you just get a lot more from it. And I think there seemed to be a safer space. Even Mm -hmm. though it goes out, Mm -hmm. it feels a safer space. I mean, for me, you know, that Briony one was was the right place to talk about having PTSD. Mm -hmm. And particularly after she'd spoken to Prince Harry, and I think what he said has just made such a huge difference. Um, It's often like, there's not masses of places as a pop star. Mm -hmm. I can really talk about serious things, you know, because it will be do you still see Simon Cowell how was it winning Pop Idol Mm. and probably something about being gay and they'll probably throw in a depression thing which I don't get depression (laughs) that's the thing so funny I do talks and they always say I'm doing a talk on mindfulness I don't do mindfulness (laughs) so it's it's really weird I'm doing a talk I don't know why that happens
0: I think everyone has so many different jobs now. I wouldn't ever box anyone in, in that way.
1: Yeah, that's interesting, I suppose. I mean, I'm known, you know, mostly as a pop star, aren't I? So that's, I can understand why people Mm. would ask that. I tell you what, it's hard. It's like, it's like when I've had a record out and then I'm out, you know, out and about and people will go, why have you, you know, where have you been? Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's, that's a real test. That's a real test. Yeah. Because it, I always say it's like, if someone doesn't get their bonus at work, they don't then go home and go into the local, local cafe and the person goes, hey, you didn't get your bonus.
2: Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So
1: I think that has probably been one of the hardest things, actually, just to get my head around. Not so much my... Yeah, just to, like, prepare myself. Because it, it means, like, you have to be quite quite um not guarded but quite strong constantly you know and I don't think well I know I can't be strong constantly
0: (laughs) Um, no no way
1: so that's kind of interesting
0: do you think that's something that all creative people have to a certain extent because I remember like the day my book came out people were like when when you're writing the next one and it's a feeling of like I've just done something that I'm really proud of, and I I immediately feel crap because I don't know if it's whether it's just
1: it's quite takey takey, I think because doesn't you know, it take time to it, it does record an
0: album for example it, it
1: does and I think it's quite sort of every it's quite grabby, isn't it? It's like you've done that. Right, when's the next? You know, it's it's gimme gimme mm. and and that's quite that sort of it's like base level stuff. People don't see, but then people don't want to see the creative process. You know, they just want it. Mm. Like, it? Well, give me, give me, give me, give yes. me. Um, Especially
0: think, now with social media and stuff. Like, you know, oh, it's you could, all right now, now, now. You, and and I worry that people might want something on a plate that actually someone might work for behind the scenes for a long time.
1: Well, I tell you what, now that's what I love about the podcast. The podcast, like, the podcast is quick and quite immediate. um I bloody love it. Mm. I mean, I absolutely love it. It's changed my life. Oh, I love that. It's changed my life. It's it's jettisoned me towards doing more things that I don't, that I feel um, I'm not trapped, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not trapped and I'm not controlled. I think you said the word controlled to me when you arrived, About your, you, you didn't feel controlled when you started your podcast. I think you said something <laughs> yes. like that. Yes, yeah. And it, that's the same. There's no one else, just me and Chris, and, and Emily and Rob, So, but they're producing it and editing and we're all in it together. There's no one else. I don't have a manager there, I don't have a PR person there, I don't have a record company person there. You know, it's just us. And I love the frankness of it, mm. but we don't think about it at all. I mean, I can't, you know, things, because also I don't see any press, so who knows? You know, stories could run forever on things that myself and Chris have said, but it's the way they're said. I don't think they can really be picked up. No. Because we're, we're saying it constantly. Yeah. I mean, people would just get bored. And yeah. be like, oh my God, what they said this time.
0: But I also feel like there's room for kind of experimenting within that time frame. Oh, that's because interesting. I've had conversations with people who actually, on Twitter, for example, it could have been taken out of context. Someone could have said I was wrong oh, or yeah. inappropriate even. Whereas in a 40 minute episode, I'm sort of asking a question very innocently and and then someone answers it and it's lovely yes I've had that with authors who've written books that are quite controversial for example it's just a conversation you have to have yes. in a longer format
1: well that's interesting because Owen Jones was you know I mean completely different I think to how he is in his work which is punchy as hell mm. you know and I was listening to um, any questions on Radio 4. I was like, oh, shut up. Shut up, Owen. <laughs> you know, and I love him. I was like, oh, for God's sake, change the record. And that was him and his work thing. Yeah. And then at home he was giggly and funny and, yeah. you know, very open, actually. Yeah. Um,
0: and you you get to just be, like you say, completely unfiltered on the podcast.
1: It's amazing. Mm. It's it's. I mean, I'm pretty unfiltered, but I just think, You know what? I just feel like it's me. I just feel like it's me. Like now. Mm. And I I don't know how else to explain it. Do you
0: have any weird kind of relationship with the media in any way? Like, do you think... Do you feel like there's a barrier there in a way?
1: In terms of...
0: In terms of... Like, I just feel like maybe our relationship with the media is changing over time. That we don't need it as much as we used to. We definitely
1: don't. I mean, that's what the election showed. That was also, the, best, the headlines
0: yeah. around, um, I know you spoke to Bryony about mm. the headlines around the Strictly thing.
1: Oh, yeah, I know, they were really upsetting. It's, I just
0: wondered if, like, you felt like actually, you know, the podcast is a bit of a, a yes. an antidote to that.
1: Yes, it could be actually. I didn't think about that. You know, I actually didn't think about that. And maybe it's that control thing again. Mm. Um, I mean, oh. I've been very lucky, I think, because I sort of deliberately stay away from all that kind of thing. I don't read anything as well, because I just think, what's the point? Mm. There's literally no point. I mean, even today, like, MCPR from Murray Charm is a PR agency. So do you, do you want me to send the, you know, cuttings? You, mm. you did actually used to be cuttings, but, you know, all <laughs> the things of all the stories. So I was like, no way, I'd go completely crazy, mm. you know. So after Strictly, I sort of, I just couldn't avoid, I couldn't avoid it. Mm. I mean it was on Radio 4 I think I probably said to Brian it was on Radio 4 and it was some chat from the sun and he was vile I mean just <laughs> vile about me I was like oh god I just wanted to listen to The Archers mm. you know and and that was just like really I'm 38 and or 37 then and this comes up again this kind of like stupid weird world relationship with people around outside my house literally, it literally did not I've changed my life has changed so much since I used to be followed every day and mm. be you know that I was a bit like what I mean you know we're sitting in the, I looked out this window here and there was just press everywhere and you know it was just like I don't understand this mm. and so in a way I could really get a taste of how vacuous yet terrifying it is mm. actually
0: mm.
1: it's bloody terrifying. Yeah, So I used to live in that world, and and so when it happened again, then the secondary thing is just people saying nasty things, which no one wants that, can't control that, I can never control that. Um, But that's really hurtful and damaging and sad. And and then the third thing is, and the bigger picture is, none of it means anything. Mm. It's all fucking nonsense.
0: Which is why the internet, I feel, does get a bad rep in some cases. It can be bad, but... It's also empowered people so much. And yeah. I've got friends who are quite big on YouTube, and the press will write a horrible story about them. And it's like, well, they have their own audience. They can They've say. Got the power.
1: They've got the power. Well, that's the great thing. Nellie's just jumped up. Um, she likes to get in every podcast. <laughs> um, the power's back, the control's back. I mean, that is wonderful. Even when you know when Twitter started, it, you could just squash a story. Yeah. But the thing is, now I kind of feel like. You know what I, I don't feel like I have that anymore like I mean I'm so I'm so sort of I don't <laughs> want to be in that world anymore you know I don't I just don't want to be involved with it and I think a lot of that comes into pop mm-hmm. I don't want to be involved in that anymore yeah you know so I need to find out a way of doing that
0: sounds really freeing to just kind of be like I'm not going to I'm not going to do anymore.
1: I want to gonna... go and, I want to go and train to be a sound therapist and keep my acting up and you know maybe sing but I don't know at the moment it's so tainted with all that the, the ties to all that world mm. I just can't be bothered with it I'm too old. you know come on you know what I mean it's mm. like oh to so leave that world behind praise the lord just think I'm people are welcome to it it is a hot mess Mm. i mean you 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 worked in media
0: i feel very lucky because i forged my you know i i knew that i wanted to have my own platform and do my own thing but some what some journalists have to do for example oh if you've got any morals i know that's
1: the thing (laughs) the thing is i think that's really a really good conversation to have though because we all need to earn money to a degree whatever degree we need to but we well we need food shelter those two things basic things and good health. Um, You know, and then after that comes friends, family, uh, relationships, partners, spirituality and a purpose, I'd say, in life. And if... I cannot do a job if the morality if if it goes against my morals. Mm. And I think if people do do jobs if it goes against their morals it will eat away at their soul. And that makes me really sad because I think Shit, you've only got one life. There's Um, a
0: lot of studies out at the moment about, like, millennials and how they would take a job cut to have more purpose.
1: That's what I've done, you know. I mean, I've earned, you know, it's almost the equivalent of sort of going from the city to wanting to do something that's just, you know, a lot more meaningful and fulfilling. And I, and it make, I'm so pleased that m- millennials want to do that. And weirdly, I mean, my friends, there's three. Well, Chris changed his career. You know, Chris, Chris was doing adverts and videos, and he decided, no, I want to be a writer. I want to be a, a director for drama. And he's taken a you know massive pay cut. Um, and now I'm going to tell you his no. <laughs> exact details of that whole thing. <laughs> um you know he has and that was really inspiring for me a friend of mine left big job in tv she's working oh. it, you know, doing a tiny job as an assistant mm-hmm. with a friend who's a decorator and she bloody loves it yeah another friend stopped acting wants to go into singing mm-hmm. and i'm helping him with that i, I think i applaud anyone if it's you've like got a family the, um... obviously it can be different you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah no i know what you mean i, I think it's just like tweaking that weird yes. definition of success that yes. has been perpetuated for years oh
1: my god hundreds of years yeah, hundreds of years i think in yeah. the dictionary
0: definition that like the first thing says like to achieve your aim which is like quite broad yeah that's fine but then the second one is like fame yeah and money mm. it's like that that success
1: being known word people yeah know.
0: But you must get so much out of the podcast because like, not only, like you say, is it opening up other avenues to what you truly want to do, but then also the in-between the footnotes episodes where you read out the letters <sighs> and the... And I, honestly, I just feel like I couldn't believe some of the things that... It was so nice that people were saying... I think there was one that was like, oh, I don't actually have any friends... No, I
1: know that was... Who, yeah.
0: who are, are any gay friends, Yes, for example, which I take for granted. You know, I, I have a mixture of friends... Could go to the pub with X, Y, and Z, but for someone to say, "Actually, your podcast is that pub."
1: Yes. Situation. Yeah. Yeah. What a lovely way of describing mm. it. That was very. That was very moving. Actually, I was thinking weirdly. I was thinking about that yesterday, thinking, "Oh gosh, why?" You know, what? Wow. And then think about the podcast, and I thought,
0: "It's so comforting to so to people chat, isn't it?"
1: It's lovely, and and uh, there's it's really interesting because. I'm terrified of, I, from the beginning, was terrified of being famous. Terrified of, of, pop. You know, fans. Mm. I didn't understand it. Being shouted. I was at, your fan. Wait, I'm see, not That's why I'm terrified of you. <laughs> no, but you know, like the fans that normally are most present are the ones that wait outside, which is fine. You know, that's I have no problem with that. Mm. Um, in terms of them doing it, as a person, that is um, intimidating. Uh, just basic level, it is intimidating.
0: Would it be like an- anything you're doing, you just know at least one person on that tube carriage, for example, would know who you are?
1: I don't even think about it. Mm. Maybe very, very distantly. I mean, I literally just... I just do not think about it. I don't walk around thinking I'm famous. Which again, is probably why it was such a shock after stri- my Strictly departure. It was like, what the fuck? Mm. You know, <laughs> I don't understand. Um... I I honestly don't think about it. I just potter along. I think what can come into play is quite inappropriate behaviour and unboundary behaviour if people are ecstatic. Mm
2: -hmm. That's
1: what happens when we get ecstatic. We can get unboundary. And as me, as a pop star, I find that really intimidating. And the more I've learnt about the importance of my physical space, you know, I'm not sitting right next to you. (laughs) And that would be like, I can't even do it. I can't even pretend to do it because it just feels inappropriate. I feel
0: like we're close though.
1: I feel like we're close and I feel like we're a good distance. Yeah. You know, near and far. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, you know, fans, do you mind if I touch you? No, yeah. They'll do that. I'm grabbing, I'm grabbing Um, your shoulder. Right. Hi, how are you? I'm like fucking, can I have a kiss? And they grab, you know, grab the back of your neck. Oh my God. My neck. And, And the thing is, it's, it is scary. I completely understand it completely understand it I I understand it I don't behave like that I never have you know I'm just one of the more quieter fans of people um and there's a thing in pop I think which is you must appreciate it you must Mm. appreciate the fans you know more than in acting I think or writing Mm. or I could be wrong
0: I think that's true because I saw Zadie Smith the other day and and everyone just sort of looked upon her with like this respect of we all know who you are but there'll be no one would go up to her because it's also maybe an age thing like everyone's kind of older and a bit they're not going to go over and scream in her face or anything
1: I think it's a frenzy there's a frenzy within pop that doesn't sit with me um and that the push to I mean I've literally only been thinking about this recently all because of because of the girls it's so funny it's lovely um, it's like stepping out of a bubble it's lovely uh, you know you must do this you m- I remember being I remember being pushed really pushed to go after gigs outside pretty much immediately to sign for people who were waiting and I this was a tour two years ago and I was really ill and and i came i so I came off stage so i 've done an hour and a half hour and three quarters of nice. of constant performance, constant singing, you know really try and give it my all um done that that 's exhausting it 's exhilarating it 's whatever the gig was that night, you know brilliant giggle giggle with the band, and then immediately it 's like you 've got to go and give more and you 're not on a stage this time, and you 're within you know half a foot of the people and you 've got to cope with that oh, everything God. coming at you and be nice and also try and look after yourself and I broke down and I, I broke down and I rang my mum and I this is what I used to do after Pop Idol I used to ring my mum because I was always pushed you know push, push, push to do things um, and I rang my mum and I was in tears FaceTiming her you know and my poor poor Faye was managing me it felt awful actually but it reminded me of how it was at the beginning and i said i'm not doing that anymore i said it's it's unfair you know to be pushed and it's almost like the performance doesn't matter it's like well you've done the performance but now you've got to go and it's like what the fuck is am i doing on stage then it's the videos it's reminding me of what you said about your books like i've done the book when's the next book it's like (laughs) jesus christ you know what do you think um
0: but then would you say that are you an introvert anyway Oh, God or knows. not? You're... God knows. Oh, well, probably,
1: probably, yeah. Because I'm quite I mean, shy.
0: Either way, even if you weren't, that that sounds exhausting. But if you're an introvert, it's like your energy gets sapped, and it's like when it's gone, you need to really be careful. Yes. I mean, I find even weddings hard talking <laughs> for a day, small talk for hours zaps me. Oh,
1: I I can really relate to that. I think weddings um yeah because uh, i'll
0: have to get i go and sit in the loo oh that's what like, i do just to get energy back that's what
1: i do <laughs> i go and sit on the loo i do a sit down weave for 10 <laughs> minutes because i can't stand at the original for 10 minutes um it, it, yeah i can really relate to that so strangers that's like,
0: that's like a thousand weddings on speed you doing the performance <laughs> and then having to so go the
1: performance is okay because it's safe-ish you know um it's a it's, it's a lot better I'm um, acting. I find it. The performance is okay, and talks are fine. I don't mind doing talks, mm. like live talks. Um, yeah, I get scared of weddings. I get social anxiety for anything. Mm. Takes. I always have to give myself a ten minute, a ten minute rule at any party, any social occasion, mm. and go just don't think about it for ten minutes because it's gonna be awful for ten minutes.
0: Mm. No. I I, lo- I really find it very comforting when people say that because people find it weird with me that I can do a talk, but then I can like. Not go to a party and on my own, for example. Or <laughs> I remember when I interviewed Lena Dunham, she said that people always say she's so brave for getting naked on TV, being really confident, whatever. But she was like, Actually, what's more brave is me lasting at a party for an hour because, mm-hmm. like, she really struggles, but, but people don't see that as brave.
1: But oh, no, I think that's is. brave. Um, I mean, facing anything, you know, fear, anxiety is an awful thing, particularly if it's coming from this is what I've really learned in the last year actually from a survival instinct if it's Mm -hmm. coming from that place survival instincts are strongest instinct Mm -hmm. it's basically you need to live so it's come from that place to push against that and go to a party is bloody brave Mm -hmm. and bloody hard work and then exhausting
0: because I've only just learned the word boundaries this is a new thing for me because I I was having troubles troubles? trouble with um, little things like um email overwhelm Mm, to mm. um someone's being too close with me Mm. and i feel weird about it or um saying no to someone like it was all these things and my friend just said to me all of these little things are not separate issues they're like boundaries Mm. and i'm like obsessed with boundaries now
1: (laughs) all comes back to boundaries yeah it's like it is the best thing for me changed my life and I'm constantly having to reassert them Mm. and it's bloody hard sometimes yeah it's very hard um some things I find very easy um and other things I can look back on and go ah damn that was boundaries but for me there's different there's physical boundaries so literally like as we're saying like you know how how near I am to someone um and then there's about vocal boundaries in terms of stating my needs and my wants and what I think so within that what I think is appropriate what isn't so that will be you know and it will be said and this is what my talks are about it has to, it has to be said in a non-confrontational way so it's always from the I position
2: mm-hmm.
1: when I heard you say that I feel this you know and what I would prefer is this and if you don't do that I will do that there's the boundary mm-hmm. you know what I mean and then there's our internal boundaries um, which is a protective sort of thought, you know. Um, mine is a Batman suit, so a notion of what my internal boundary is, um, which 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 just keeps people's energies away from me.
0: Oh my god, that's so useful! There's my my Batman suit,
1: I love it. And then we've got to be boundary with ourselves. Actually, that's that's a deeper internal boundary containment mm-hmm. i'm really angry right now like i was really angry a couple of hours ago don't know why i got triggered and i was saying to mark my friend i'm really angry but you know i didn't end up acting out and buying five eve salamon coats online <laughs> you know i was bounded with that feeling yes so they're, they're astonishing mm. and i just oh i love them yeah and you're getting a lot out of it yeah yeah loads
0: yeah. i just um just taking a minute for I make a decision even like do I really truly want to do this mm. or even is this friend a good person to be friends with just like I mean there's loads but it's just no it's just as simple as knowing the word I, yeah. don't, I don't know if yeah, yeah. you find this but like when you put a label on something it it helps in a way
1: oh my god yeah and I think what yes 100% because it makes my brain see what something is and what I need to do about it um, I have the same about codependence I'm like oh codependence I love it um, and it's interesting hearing you talk about friends because as I started setting more boundaries I realised there were some friends that just didn't work for me and I ended the friendship you know one face to face and one you didn't want to do it face to face with love it just wasn't working mm. and the thing that I really tune into now is people's energies in friendships do they have a, quite a manic energy? Is that working for me? No, I need to be around people that are contained, actually.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Because my body will pick it up. And then I might meet a friend and leave an hour later feeling literally, like, shaken. I think, what the hell happened there?
0: I've had that where I've left, like, quite a nice environment. Like, we might have had lunch or something. And I'll leave and I'll feel zapped of oh. energy like drained it's very weird
1: yeah i i it's the more i tune into that for myself the more i tend to spend more and more time with people that don't do that to me
0: and, and on the podcast do you feel because i i'm i personally feel like whenever i do an episode of the podcast i like go home skipping down the streets. So i'm like yeah i just had a really great yes. conversation with someone do you i mean these people that you're interviewing as well are incredible activists and they're really changing things do you just feel like pumped up after those recordings? I feel
1: quite tired actually Yeah, Um, I mean it certainly got easier um, because I haven't really interviewed people Um, it doesn't feel like interviews conversations but still um, to begin with it Mm. was quite exhausting Um, I'd say the last one we did even though it came out you know, third, Rebecca, um, that was the easiest for for me because I was a, a lot more experienced. Um,
0: Do you feel like you've got a quite a bit of responsibility with it almost as well just because of the subject matter or is it not meant to be too serious? I
1: think I've let that go a bit now. Yeah, I think I've let that go. I think I just think it's. I'm not, it's nice to know a bit about the people. Sometimes I deliberately don't know anything on purpose I don't research because I think right let's just treat it as if I was sitting next to someone and I'm interested in what they do you know what I mean yeah and and I like that um and I think I don't know I just it's just having a conversation with someone you know it's, cause sometimes it's people educational get, without it
0: being yes, like just, I don't
1: think it's yeah. educational and then I listen when I listen back to them you know when when it when it's sort of edited I'm like Wow, (laughs) that's really cool. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I like that. You know, I really enjoy listening back to each of our podcasts before they go out. Uh, I I really, I find it a real pleasure. I I don't, I feel really proud, but also I don't feel it's, it's not about me, even though I do a lot of talking.
0: It's, I think it's interesting how it is educating. Well, I, I mean, I, there was points in it where I had a moment of, How did that happen 10 years ago? Like when you were giving examples of like awful things,
1: homophobic things. Yeah,
0: I'm like, I'm just sat there kind of shocked to the core because that's not that long ago.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting talking about what I like about sort of things that they're gems from the guests. I mean, I thought John Grant in particular was like a masterclass actually. I, I listened back to that and I was weeping on a drive down to wherever mm. I was going. I was like, oh, he's so right. You know, and it was lovely because I felt really connected. Um, I write notes down
0: and, that, and that's what makes me know that I'm get, like really getting something oh, well, when from when you books. listen. Yeah, oh, I do that with, um, and also with Desert Island Discs. Desert Island I was Is- I was like, write little, like, whys.
1: We've got such a funny thing about Desert Island oh. Discs. It's so funny. We now, I feel like, because we love Radio 4 so much, I feel like we're beginning to sort of take on every show in a sort of weird way like you know when someone loves someone so they're a bit nasty <laughs> i feel like <laughs> we don't we love it like i i want to do gardener's question time next i think we just want to be on all those shows <laughs> so, <laughs> so weird it's so weird um i
0: like w- wish i didn't think this but honestly that des- going on desert island Dis is like oh my god I'm you're done that's desperate. that's
1: it well for yeah. me it was I went on PM so that was but it was a Saturday one and I won <laughs> Mayor. Um and I just need to get on the Today programme and it's like th- those are the big things mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Yeah um, They're never the things Now that...
0: your podcast is going to be that for some people they'll be like can I get on it?
1: Well that would be amazing <laughs> I mean that would be amazing It's hard work though as well Yeah You know it's hard it's not got to fund it Um it started from scratch, so it's all that sponsor thing. Um, you know, we want to keep on going. It's so interesting coming from a different world where I can get paid a lot, sometimes overinflated inflated prices. Mm. Um, this, this is completely different. It's proper connection, mm. particularly when people email back. I, you know, I, I just love it. I... I
0: feel that things also organically grow from things like that. Mm. When there's no agenda, you actually end up getting really great things off the back of that.
1: I think you're totally right. And I think the word for me that comes from that is authenticity. I think if anything is authentic, um, it is the most inviting thing because it hasn't been cre- created to be inviting, if that makes mm. sense. There's no agenda. Yeah.
0: And how there's do no you... agenda. What's your like level of busy or not busy that you like to maintain? Do you, do you kind of have that sorted these days? Cause I think so. It used to be like busy was cool. Like, got to be crazily busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's kind of, I feel like it's socially acceptable to not be that busy That's now. That's really interesting. If you don't want to be. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's so interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I used to be like, I must always be busy. And now I think I noticed the part of me that would be busy because it was just adrenaline. Really
0: or distraction yeah. um can and be, can
1: be distraction as well um now i'm i've I've got a good balance on doing nothing, you know so was I was up at so let's say today was up at six, walking dogs, came back, paid some bills, went back to bed again, gave my friend a massage. He's he is such a princess. He's asked for like four <laughs> massages over the weekend. I'm like, what? Like, what am I? Like, is this, have you just come here? That's what happens you, when you
0: give one good massage. I know, it's
1: a real... You come back yeah. from all. Do you know what I mean? Because to begin with, I was like, oh, actually, I think I might be quite good at massage. Like, my last boyfriend was like, oh, you're really good. That I've lost that now. I'm like, it's like the hairdresser that actually doesn't want to cut everyone's hair the whole time. Yeah. Um, and, Pretend to be rubbish. It's like, yeah. you
0: shouldn't be too good at being an intern. Because <laughs> then you're just stuck there
1: that's so funny yeah in that position (laughs) um yeah and then went to sleep and then woke up did a bit more work um had a phone call chilled out for a bit you know it's really it can change I don't like a massively busy day now it's not good for me Mm. it just comes back to looking after myself and working out what works for me and actually it's really weird the kind of Less that I work, the more I get done. Mm. Does that make sense? i got a first episode written of a script that someone's quite interested in. I don't really know how that happened. Um, You know, because I'm not... not, People say, oh, you must be really busy. And people always say, do say to me, oh, you've got so many things on. Yeah, I never feel busy.
0: Mm. I want it to be the new norm. You know, when you go up to someone and you're like, how are you, how are you? And they're like, busy. I'd love it just to be like... Yeah, I'm not that busy yeah, really.
1: <laughs> but I think busy is like, yeah, it should be. I think busy is a cover up. It's so like people saying, I'm just really tired at the moment. Yeah. I don't buy it. You know, yeah. obviously, people are allowed to be tired and busy. I don't buy it sometimes. Mm. So, oh, it's just work's really stressful at the moment. No, there's something yeah. else going on. Yeah.
0: It's just that word that's like a nothing word.
1: It's a nothing word yeah. now. Um, I think, here comes Nelly, round two. Do you want to just, yeah, yeah, just, you do your own thing. I don't um, no, because it's about doing something well, you know? Yeah. And I love it. Like, I love pottering around my house. I love the fact that I've got kind of a job where I can do this. Mm. I mean, that's really... I have been really lucky. It's Monday and I'm still in my tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I don't work in an office and... I don't think I could. And other people, you know, sometimes I'm envious of routine. But, mm. Um, You know, this is my life. Mm. I get to hang out in my house.
0: No, it's really, it's like, it's just really nice to hear someone really in control of their own definition Yes. of what yes. happiness and success yes. is. And that's really, it really rubs off on you. Yes, that's So it's thing. really nice to hear oh, that. Oh,
1: thank you. Because that's, I've worked fucking hard
0: (laughs) to (laughs) get there god i've worked hard listening would be like happy to hear that as well because it makes you kind of redefine your own boundaries as well
1: well none of us need to do who made the rules you know apart from like you know if i had a family it might be different as in if i had kids but actually i I, you know now i'm ready to have a family because i know that if i'm not happy and content and working well as a machine it's all going to fall apart anyway Mm -hmm. you know and so i honestly who made the rules i said to my dad the other day and we were talking my dad's amazing he's amazing um and i had a really difficult conversation with something to do with work and i was really fucked up i was so angry and so i rang. i rang robin young um who's down in cornwall (laughs) hello darling and uh he was like, just, you know, he said, I would just say, fuck them. And <laughs> uh, And um, what's so nice, because I said to him, oh, you know, what happens if sort of things change? He was like, it's always fine. It's always fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing matters. You know, like I was fine when I was washing dishes mm. as a student. Before university, I was fine when I was pot wash boy. And I think we can forget that because we take on so many more things yeah. and then we lose like what we were we should be young for the rest of our lives. We pile all these things on, We pile, I've done it for years pile pile pile, must have more cars, must have more properties you know and all this to, must spend, have these cushions and everything but then that's fine as long as it's not as long as it's adding to my life not becoming a hindrance and there's a friend of mine who's an actor so we were actor together he was doing on the drama course and he's now I mean God he's done like the Hollywood stories in LA and um, married to an American actor and we were talking and we're great friends one of those friends it doesn't matter if you don't talk for a year it's just like Mm -hmm. oh hi again and he was saying oh William he was like William he was like I've got this pool He's like, you know, and it's lovely, but the thing is then I have to pay for the pool to be cleaned and that's every week and then I have to pay for it to be served. You know, he was yeah. like, I've just suddenly got all these freaking expenses. Yeah. I don't really know how it's happened. And yeah. we forget. I forgot how happy I was with, with very little. Yeah. Very little. Um, and then that becomes really freeing because... Because... None of it matters, and so I get more enjoyment from it because it, 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 it doesn't matter.
0: And also you have so much almost like material oh. from all that that you're writing a TV show and you're oh, it's brilliant. doing a podcast. Oh, like, the TV it,
1: show is so funny. It,
0: I can't it is wait. So,
1: I hope it gets made. Um, it is so... Um, it's so funny.
0: But that's also it's taking so, back control, isn't it? Because yes, you're it creating a character based yes.
1: on. It's so. Well, it's me anyway. I was going, I'm just going to be me playing me, but kind of a version. Like you know, um, extras. Like extras, exactly. And it's just.
0: Like when Kate Winslet is Kate Winslet, but she's like yeah, kind of. But she, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I love
1: that. And it's just so funny. It's just the things that happen. Like one of them's about going to a good morning, you know, something like BBC News or Good Morning Britain or something like that you know, and I wake up, you know, the first thing I've woken up by is uh, Esme humping my face. And that has happened. (laughs) You know what I mean? That has happened. And just the madness and the things that people say is so funny. Because it is one of those things Like sometimes it's like, if I don't laugh, I'll cry. Yeah, because isn't comedy the best
0: truth teller as well? Like, you can shine a light on something quite horrific.
1: I said to Chris, we went to Sky News, me and Chris, for the podcast. And we were meant to be doing eight minutes on the call sheet. It was eight minutes. And I said, Chris, this this will be halved this amount of time, and this is part of my episode that the, the time keeps on getting less and less that you're actually on. I'm actually on air, um, and we got. And Chris was like, No, no. And we got there, and the woman was like, Okay, so we've got a four minute chat. <laughs> so I was like, Yesterday it was eight minutes, and then we meant to be on at like eight forty five. We was like, We need you now. It's five past eight, and there's just so. Much in room the show,
0: yeah. You'd be like one second, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and is that the same bit that you were the weather, the
1: weatherman? That was when I was the weather person, yeah. That was hilarious, yeah. And I I did that, I was like, Chris, <laughs> this isn't my first rodeo, I've been doing this for 16 years, <laughs> I'm just doing this so we get more attention. <laughs> you know, it's just like, let's shake it up a bit, yeah. Chris is like that as well, he's very, he said to me afterwards, he was like, because that's the other thing, like, we've never. I've never been on live TV or radio unless I'm promoting myself Mm. and I'm on my own. Mm. Always. Be it an acting job or a singing job. Or, you know, whatever. And Chris has never been on live TV. So I'm on live TV with my best mate Mm. and it's weird because someone's with me and it's my best mate. Mm. He's there and he's just relaxed anyway. And it's just like most I said to him before Sky News I was like how the hell did we get here I love
0: that and like a totally different
1: experience totally different yeah. experience I would have thought I would just be like laissez-faire and, but it's just wonderful yeah it's like being reborn oh, It is and it. and it's really cool um and Chris said I love and he goes I love doing live stuff because come on Esme you're coming. come on quick um he said because it's just so you, you can't. No one can. It's control again.
0: No one can edit you.
1: No, no one can edit. Yeah, that's and, great. You know that's that's really cool.
0: Well, thank you for being such an amazing podcast guest. Um, I feel like I've had therapy. Um, oh, do you? you? Genuinely, like I've learned like the boundaries thing. I think you need to be a therapist. <laughs> I want to be a therapist. Seriously, that, sound therapist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like this is your mm-hmm. calling. I'm
1: so pleased. Yeah. No, I feel
0: very calm
2: in your presence.
0: Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you.